this is the other night in Tampa. I'm walking out of the press conference room after Mike Tomlin had just gotten done because I needed to get to the locker room. So I'm right behind Tomlin on the way out the door. The coach stops for a second to give a really animated, spirited handshake to Elandon Roberts, who was due to speak next. Tomlin turns around, looks at me and says, now this is who you should be talking to. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates in the same place that you found this. The Steelers are back at practice today at 1.55 p.m. at St. Vincent College. I'll be out there covering that for DK Pittsburgh Sports. If you see me roaming around out there, feel free to shout out. Give a wave. If I can, I'll run up and say hello myself. And meanwhile, out there in the grass, there's going to be a group of inside linebackers operating with quite the chip on their shoulders. I'm not sure if it's related at all to some recent gradings that suggest the Steelers have one of the worst such groups in the NFL. I'm not sure if it's related to the recent past, which obviously has not been strong there. I'm not sure if these guys were just born like this, but you know what? I'm starting to think it's the latter because this coach loves these guys in a way that, well, I hope that little story puts a little bit of light on that. Incidentally, I still did go down to the locker room and I wasn't around for Roberts, but I did say something to the head coach about what an impressive room he's got now with these guys. And he does. He does. Because not only are you seeing Roberts, Quan Alexander, Cole Holcomb, and please do not forget about Mark Robinson, do their thing, both in Latrobe and in that game in Tampa. But you're also seeing a fire that just flat out hasn't been there. Not since Vince Williams was playing. You've seen that position just go bone dry. And I always feel like I have to set apart Miles Jack because for the first half of last season, this was a pretty nice addition. Then he tore his groin apart and, to his credit, tried to play through it, but it didn't go well. Regardless, this is night and day. And the day version of these inside linebackers is something to see. And it's something that I think is going to add or re-add to this defense and to this franchise a bite that's been missing for way too long. Let me put that another way. Remember how you felt, you now, I'm talking to you, when the Steelers defense performed as they did against the Bengals and Joe Burrow in the first half of the regular season opener last year in Cincinnati. Remember that? Remember how you felt? Don't don't cloud it with anything that happened after that, even the second half of that game. Just the first half. T.J. Watt was still healthy. Alex Highsmith was wreaking havoc. Cam... Hayward, my God, Minka Fitzpatrick that day. Remember Minka that day? That is what I'm talking about. And that 
is a very, very challenging thing to sustain over 17 games. If you have any group that's a weakness, and this team had that weakness, and sooner or later, that weakness was going to get exploited, and then it was going to get exposed. Both of those things happened in short order, including that day in Cincinnati. Now, I'm going to keep saying this as I have throughout camp. I'll believe in these inside linebackers all the way when I see them, when I see them perform even adequately in pass coverage. When I see them dropping and making plays on the football consistently, regularly, and maybe even doing a little bit of damage, you know, it wouldn't kill you to have an interception or a fumble recovery. Forced fumble. You know how many that group had last year? You know how many splash plays the inside linebackers generated last year statistically? Zero. But here's what's known about them already. And trust me, their teammates know it with certainty after all these practices. These guys are hungry. They're nasty. And they're relentless. And the number of times you've heard me describe inside linebackers like that since Vince is, well, that's also zero. I had a talk with Quan Alexander in Tampa after the game. Wasn't a very long one. I just asked him, where does it come from? I didn't say what. I didn't say where does the fire or whatever come from. I just said, where does it come from? And he didn't hesitate. Answered it like this. It's instilled in me. It's part of me. I'm cautiously optimistic about all of this just because there's so much that can be overcome with heart. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's J1Q comes from Ken, who asks, Hey, DK, have you noticed how average and below average at times Chooksokorafor is? Ken, I have. But what I'm way more interested in is whether or not management shares that stance. I don't have to ask if management sees issues with Chooks because I trust that management you know, does its job, studies film, analyzes things and so forth. And I trust still, and maybe I'm dead wrong on this because there's no way to get a straight answer on it, but I trust still that there is a reason that Dan Moore continues to take reps at right tackle in addition to left tackle. I refuse to be convinced that there's any motivation for this other than the possibility that if things don't work out for Dan or if Broderick Jones rises the way everyone expects that he will and should, that Dan could slide over to the right side. If Dan does slide over to the right side, 
Remember, this is a business as well. Chooks' final year of his three-year contract, you can kiss it goodbye. Not this season, but next season. Because Dan will be available to play right tackle, and he'll be able to do it for a fraction of Chooks' $8 million cap hit. You follow me on this? So even if Dan isn't ready right now to depose Chooks at right tackle, it's something that stays in the arsenal, even over the course of the coming regular season. But to try to answer your question, yeah, I see the inconsistencies. I see the inconsistent effort slash focus more than anything. I don't see any kind of lack of ability. Chooks is a freak. He is a really monstrous dude who can move. And he isn't built like he's overweight or anything like that. He's just that large. Broderick Jones has that to him as well. And when I see Chooks, I see someone who knows they can pass the SAT without doing any kind of prep work for it and without really even trying that hard while they're doing it. That's Chooks. But instead of getting the, I don't know if these numbers are still the same as they were when I was going into college, but, you know, if Chooks is someone who should get a 1600 if he really, really applies himself and stays lasered in on every question along the way, he instead will just go ahead and get the the 900 or 1,000 or 1,100 or whatever and get just enough to get into school. That's That's what I see from him. He will, when he's tested or when he feels like he's screwed up, do something physically that's so superhuman, just taking somebody with one arm and just throwing them. I'm not talking about pancaking. I'm talking about physically throwing them back in the other direction. And you'll go, whoa, whoa, dude, where was that the whole game? And you could understand from the standpoint of the coaching staff, whether it's Pat Meyer all the way up to Mike Tomlin, how that can be exasperating because they need both of their tackles to be performing at peak level to protect the franchise quarterback, to get the running game going, all that stuff. And you don't know from snap to snap or even within the play what level of effort slash focus you're going to get from Chooks. So that's what I see. But I also see signs that they're not going to tolerate that forever. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.